BrandCooney.com. I'd like to welcome in recording artist, producer, and engineer Spice Low. Spice Low, what is up, brother? How you doing, man? Real glad to be here. Definitely glad to have you on board. And for those listening, that was a little sample of Spice Low's uh, single he's got out. Now, let me. I want to make sure I got this pronunciation right. The Cabernet Facade. Is that how you say that correctly? Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's get into this. I want to talk a little bit about. That track, um, I, give, I guess, give me the backstory. How did, how did this song come about? How did this project come about? Um, well, the Kevin for Side. So, I've always been, I started off producing and engineering, and I've been doing that for 11 years now. Um, but, and I started being an artist in high school, and I was just rapping, but, Prior to coming to my college, I go to Overland College. Prior to coming here, um, I never sang throughout my life. I used to tell myself I couldn't sing. Until one day, my friends were like, uh, yeah, just go ahead, keep singing. Mm-hmm. Like, they were singing one day, and I started harmonizing with them, and they were like, whoa, this kid can actually sing. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, make a song. I was like, mm, I don't know about all that. So yeah. I went to the studio and just, and just started playing around. And then, next thing I know, I made... But uh, I wanted to write about something that was true to me and that was kind of emotional in a way because I, you know, you know about love and stuff like that. Of course, that. I do. You know, love and, you know, relationship trials and everything like that. Had some first-hand experiences with that. So there's just one girl particularly that I really was liking at the time. Um but she kept falling for the same guy over and over again, which is like a common story. Uh, falling for the same guy over and over again. And I'm trying to plead my case, like, hey, just come over here. You can have a better life. Yeah. But, you know, that's why the song says, that's why you were faithfully, dangerously in love. Because, I mean, they were. They were putting in their whole life and time, energy, and everything into this guy who was cheating on her with three different girls. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is just sad and crazy so I was like why not write a song about that because it's so common um and I want to encourage um the ladies just or anybody just period just mm-hmm. anybody to you know to to follow what they feel in their hearts because you know sometimes um love can make you do some really really dumb things yeah, I know <laughs> really that. really dumb things yeah man I'm so, really for that yeah, I want to encourage encourage those to, you know, make sure you watch out for stuff like that. And if there is a blessing in front of you, somebody wanted to give you that time, then just see what it's about. Just check it out. You know, when I listen to the song, I like the I like the feel of the song. It's got a real nice, mellow, kind of like a soothing, relaxing kind of vibe to it. It's, it's actually, 
you know, it's kind of, it's a kind of feel, uh, it's a kind I get the vibe of, uh, you know, where you kind of want your girl hanging out on the couch with you with a glass of wine on a rainy night, um, just kind of chill, you know, kind of one of those chill songs. pursued vocals because um it's it's you got a good voice i mean I'm, just, I'm glad you're not just putting your voice on the shelf and just only strictly rapping um your, your voice your voice is really good so i'm glad you 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 know you took the advice of your friends and and you went and you rolled with it so that's good thank you i appreciate it all right so let's talk about uh let's talk about detroit michigan um I read some of your bio, and, and it says that you were from Detroit. How old were you when you left Detroit? Um, I was living up in Detroit up until my ninth grade year in high school. Okay. Um, and then after ninth grade, I moved to North Carolina in 10th grade to finish high school there. So long enough to, to totally and fully grasp... Uh, you know, life life in the rough city. I mean, Detroit's no picnic. I mean, there's, there's of course, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's good in all cities, but Detroit particularly, you know, it's, it's, it's had some hard times, especially at the, after the automobile industry left. Um, things really got bad in Detroit, so you've had a taste of, of some real tough times. I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it is no cakewalk. Um, that's why they always say, you know, people that can make it in Detroit can really make it anywhere. And that's stands true for a lot of cities. Sure. Um, but Detroit in particular, um, because because of its rough past, because of the fact that it was really booming at a time like it had Motown going and you know, Motown synonymous with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Pretty much almost everybody in that era went through Motown. Yeah. So, you know, Detroit is still a place where music and stuff were, you know, happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but there was a lot of poverty, there still is a lot of poverty, definitely a lot of violence, a lot of violence that you probably don't even hear about. Of course. Um, and then, you know, the political system has always been kind of in shambles lately. is trying to be on the other swing because somebody, uh, Dan Gilbert, you know, the guy who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. uh, just purchased basically most of downtown, so, you know, that's on the uprise, but, you know, with that, of course, um, there's also going to come with more people coming in, which means, you know, it's probably a higher, you know, rise in problems like that, but yeah, that's, I'm no stranger to stuff like that. Yeah, you know, hopefully that, that the owner of the cab, the Cavs can inject um, some some economy in there and, and get some businesses to come in and invest. I tell you, it's possible. It's very possible. It can be done. Um, I tell you, Harlem, New York, New York City. Harlem, New York's a perfect example because Harlem used to be just awful. Uh, when I was a kid, and I'm from New York originally, so when I was a kid, growing up in the New York area, I remember like Harlem was just terrible. Everybody would tell us, "Stay the hell out of Harlem." 
But Bill Clinton, President Clinton, um, opened up an office when he got when he when he when he finished his presidential term. He opened up an office in Harlem, and then all these different businesses started spinning off. And Harlem's really recovered nicely, you know. So it's possible; it could happen. Yeah, it definitely can happen. It's starting to happen for the for Detroit, so I'm kind of happy about that. That's what's up, man? All right, who, who you mentioned Michael Jackson, a few people through Motown, but who else influences you in music? Who are some of your musical influences? My biggest musical influence definitely has to be um, Drake. I'm the avid Drake fan because I've been listening to Drake, you know, since early ages. But my mom used to play stuff like Jill Scott, mm-hmm. um, The Temptations. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a old, you know, I'm kind of old, old with yeah. my soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why my favorite genre is R&B. So I felt like it was all right for me to start making R&B. You know, I just heard a kid um, do a remix of Drake's God's Plan. Now, God's Plan's great stuff. Um, pretty, pretty good remix, man. If you get get a chance, listen to it. It's a kid. He goes by I am the real AK. He's a white kid. He's a white rapper from uh, New Jersey. It's really good. I think you'll like it. If you're a Drake fan, I think you'll like the remix. I'll definitely check it out. So, talk about. Um, you know what? I want to. I want to get some more backstory on you. Like how how it is you ended up in the music industry was it something you always wanted to do or was it something that came along a little bit later um when i was younger i we didn't really have much like that um aside from that it's kind of the standard you know for young boys to play sports such as you know basketball or football or you know even soccer and lacrosse in north carolina and you know other places um I wasn't really, I was terrible at that. <laughs> I was terrible at first. <laughs> uh, granted, I did get better, but I was absolutely terrible. Um, so, with that, I was like, I need to do something. I didn't know I wanted to be really, really good at something. So one day I was just in the car listening to music, and I was really attracted to um, the beat behind the voice. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to find out more about that, so I found out this program called FL Studio. Started watching hours and days of just YouTube videos on how to make beats. I was doing this on the demo at the time mm-hmm. on my mom's old dinosaur computer, which means I had to save every single beat that I finished. Wow. <laughs> Either that or they would be deleted forever. So, yeah, uh, yeah, those, those were some fun times. But yeah, <laughs> just wanted to be real interested in invested. Like, it was always just that refuge for me. Like, that's really what got me into to college because my first line in my uh, college, all my college essays were uh, my first love was music. And I just talk about my journey with music, how it connects to triumphs and, you know, all of this hopping over obstacles and stuff that would have otherwise shut others down. But I was strong enough to be able to overcome those things. But yeah, when I was younger, I just kept making beats and stuff, and I was like, okay, well, I can actually do this for a career. Then when I got to high school, 10th grade, I put out my first song. Then after that, I just kept performing, kept making stuff. That was literally just it. Just that spark, just me telling telling myself that I can do this, like I can actually do this if I put my mind to it. 
you know, without the money, without the people moving back you, without the connections, without all of that. Mm-hmm. Start basically, literally from scratch and said I had to go make it happen. So, you know, with time, people started to really, really, really enjoy just my presence and my performance. I believe my performance, my performance along with the music is also like a really, really thing, good thing you just have to see. Yeah. Every time I perform now, it's just, it's packed. It's energetic, it's fun, it's intuitive. Like, you just, you come here and you have a good experience and you learn them maybe about yourself that you never even knew, such as, like, I never, people were telling me, I never even knew I could jump that high. I never even knew I could actually dance until I, you know, went to your shows and it was just fun. And people would just come on the stage and I let them dance and stuff. And it's just, it's just a fun, fun experience. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so, that's why that's why I do it. How often do you play out? I mean, you you perform live quite a bit. Um, I perform live. I recently curtailed my performances to kind of go into um, album mode. Sure. Um, not that not that the Cabernet facade is done. Um, it's coming out April twentieth. Not that that's done. Um, I have my next big headliner show here at um, Overland College. It's about thirty five minutes from Cleveland. No. Um, and that's going to happen on May 12th. So the April 20th is the release date, and so then you'll actually play shows, and you'll actually be playing the new album. You'll be cutting all the singles off the album. Right. That's what's up, man. you got to you got somebody to help. Exclusive stuff, too. Do you have some help, help that, you know, somebody help promoting you this, like, like to get people to come out to the shows? Really, to be honest with you, uh, most, if not all, of the promoting is done by me. Yeah. Uh, my first headline show ever was September 30th. I literally contacted the people who uh, book shows here. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, can we just be friends? Can we, you know, can we talk? Can we just, you know, just being a person? You know, that's my biggest thing, being a person first. Yeah. Um, you know, talking to them and just being a member of the community and then, I was like, hey, I really, really want to do a show. And before me, no freshman has ever got a headliner show. So I was like, yeah, can I can I get one? He was like, mm, yeah, we got you. Um, but he didn't do anything for like two weeks. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went and got my own form, filled it out, picked the date and everything, and gave it to him. I was like, here, just sign it here, nothing else. He was like, all right, cool. Next thing I know, I got the headliner show. And then I made my own flyer. Uh, and made the own, made my own Facebook event, paid for the ads and stuff. Oh, man. And just promoted it, promoted it, promoted it, literally by myself. I slapped, I slapped, I was over here slapping flyers on doors of dorms, like three <laughs> hours, just trying to make sure that people, everybody know, everybody saw my face, everybody saw that poster. And people kept asking about it, and, you know, it just happened like that. Let me tell you something, but that's Word what, mouth. but that's the kind of stuff right there that, that makes people successful. Because you're 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 taking the extra steps, man, and you're you know you're out there beating feet, you're out there, you're grinding it, and it takes that, man. And some people expect everything to be handed to them, you know, and then maybe you know maybe they will at one point get to that day and that point in their career where they do get stuff handed to them. But you got to work for it, man. And I like to hear I like to hear young artists like you who are out there working for you. It means you're hungry. It means you really want it. I haven't stuck with anything for 11 years, and that's true for itself. 
I mean, when people always ask me for advice, I just tell them just to believe you. No, literally, that's all it took. My grandfather always told me the scariest person ever is the person who believes in herself that has no money. Hmm. That's good. That's very wise. Very, very good wisdom there. Um, so, all right, so you mentioned the, the release date. Um, and then you were, you mentioned May. When, when are you going to start touring it? May what? Um, May 12th is the uh, the first headline show, and that's here in um, Oberlin, Ohio. Yeah. It's going to be at the, um, the, the Skull, the 400 cap venue, uh, like right in the middle of the campus. So, you okay. know, anybody, it's, it's going to be free, so anybody can come. That's awesome. So what about working people like if they want to you're going to you're going to you're going to put these the, some singles on iTunes and Spotify and places like that? Um there are already, you know, songs on Spotify and iTunes. Um you know, YouTube, SoundCloud, to Reverb Nation, Bandcamp. It's just everywhere, you know, where people are, you know, to give everybody the chance to listen to it. Some people might not have iTunes or Spotify. Right. But, um, yeah, even the Cabernet Facade, the song, the single is on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music stuff. So what are your goals? What do you want to do? Where do you want to be, say, a year from now? It's 2018. We're, we're almost into April. Uh, where, where do you where do you want to be by, by the new year? Where do you want to be by the end of 2019? I, I really, I'm an advocate for wanting, I'm a, I'm a mentor. You know, I, I like mentoring kids. Oh, next sure. generation. Um, within the next year, I want to work on trying to start my own foundation where I can bring the kids in some space and start teaching them music, how to rap, and just kind of making like a dream workshop. Like you come work on your dream, basically, if you want to go do music or technology or engineering or something like that. That's one of my biggest goals. And then after that, of course, I want to keep touring and doing more shows and stuff for for charity. Um, and I want to definitely put out my album, and hopefully that progresses and, and does really, really well on the charts. I want at least, I want at least one, uh, one top ten. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that happened in here, but you know, I always, always try to shoot really, really high. So if I, if I think that I land at least somewhere in the middle. So let me ask you a question. I've interviewed literally thousands of musicians over the years and actors and and just a ton of different genre from all backgrounds, all walks of life. And the competition's tough out there, man, because there's a lot of there's a lot of talent. Let's just face it, there's a lot of talent out there. Everybody wants to you know to get that top ten or that that one hit song. So what is your plan? Like like for example, back back when I was coming up, back in the eighties and it was different then, because back then, if you were a musician, you, you know, you would the, the holy grail would be to sign a record contract um, with like right. a, like with Atlantic Records or Capitol Records or one of those big record labels, and then that that's your distributor, and then they would actually finance your tours, and you know, that's, then you started making money. They'd get you on the radio. Those days are over with, though. So it's just it's just not like that anymore. Now it's a lot more. Right. It's a lot more social media, and, and these like people like you. Trying to get out there and maybe YouTube it and and but but is there is there is there is there avenues to take to like get to get record cup record uh, I'm sorry not record radio stations to spin your stuff like is it the other can you bang on their doors can you email them samples things how do you do that how do you get spins Um, really like I talked about before, 
Like, if you know where DJs are, go find them, shake their hand, say, hey, I appreciate what you do. I really like your spins. I like your, you know, like your set. Let's, let's link up sometime, playing some music sometime, and then they just might like it. And then that's where they start spending. I mean, that's where they get to spend it, just building those relationships. Huh. I mean, I hate the word networking, but that's, yeah. that's how you get there. You know, I have a I have a cousin. He, he's a he's a cousin of mine through marriage. We call each other cuz, um, and he's a, he's a, the dude's a great country music singer. He's he's went up to Nashville and he stays in Nashville a lot. Um, he's actually hooked up with a, a a very famous songwriter who's write, who wrote songs for like Tim McGraw, like really big famous country people. So, I, I actually approached a a local DJ in my my city where I live, and. Yeah. And I got, I gave my my cousin's tape to him, and the dude was just like, he's like, e even if I like it, I can't play it. And I'm like, why? He's like, man, because we're we're so restricted by the by the company, we have to we have to follow exactly what the you know the track list that they want us to play. And I was like, well, how the hell is these young guys supposed to get record spins if it's that regulated? And hopefully, maybe in in, in where, you, where you are. It's not as regulated, like, and then you can do what you said, and maybe you can get through that way. I mean, it just, it just becomes about, well, one, how big your song is. I mean, because nowadays, there are record labels, there are people who reserve spots on the air. I mean, that's a real thing. They reserve yeah. spots on the air, and they pay in advance, and they have to spend those songs. Well, they have to, well, the radio is trying to get more listens in order to get those more they have to pay, you know, the heads to everybody right. here. You know, that's why you always hear the same song over and over again. Right, all right. So you need, um, so what would be helpful for you is to get some representation. A management deal, somebody who can really get you, I mean, really work hard for you. Yeah, I mean, that's probably, that's one route that could be taken. Um, I always, I've always been a, uh, like an advocate for her. Just going out and getting myself. I mean, because up to this point, you know, I've been the one emailing blogs and doing yeah. all this footwork stuff. I mean, it is a lot of work, but at the end of the day, you know, a manager's job is in real life to get paid off of you. But at the yeah. same time, they're supposed to 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 spread you out, help you get shuttles, help you get those connections. And stuff. Right. So that just becomes about who the person is that's managing you. I mean, if anybody's manager, it should be somebody one that you trust that you get along with. I mean, I've researched you. You've done well. You put out good music. Your your, your videos quality. I mean, you put. I mean, you for for doing it for yourself, man. I mean, you you've come a long way. So you should be proud of that. Thanks. All right, man. I'm gonna let you go, man. But before I do, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can get your music, where they can find more information about you. You talk about your social media, and the microphone's yours. Anybody stop is com. That will give you a rundown of all my shows that's happening in the future and also past shows. But you can also purchase Spice Low hats, sweatshirts, merchandise, 
any music on there that I've come out with will be on there and most of it is free so you can stream direct from my website after that you can link me on Instagram at Authentic Spice Low um Facebook I am Spice Low just anywhere just type in Spice Low you're guaranteed to find, find me I made sure that anybody can find me in anywhere anytime that's good stuff so everybody out there SpiceLow.com and support this guy man I really encourage people to, to support artists like you um, you're working hard, you're providing a great service, you're put, putting out good music. So I hope people but listening to this will go to your website, SpiceLoad.com. Buy some of that gear because I'm sure you use that money to put it right back into your music career. I do. All right. And uh, it will definitely go towards that foundation in the future as well. That's, what's up, man? I appreciate you doing this. I really do. I want to get you back on down the road of peace. Once you got something new to talk about, we'll get you back on. All right.